You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Previously on Once More with Dragons. Um, she's wearing bizarre, large, golden spectacles, which have many more lenses than the two that her eyes seem to look through. So I'm thinking these are enchanted spectacles, and that oh. you're going to be saving some of this on your magic glasses to take back to your young half-elves back home to watch without paying the gold for admission. Caroline contemplates you for a second and goes, Well, I received this note this morning and she holds it out in front of you and uh and it says dearest caroline it is with deepest sorrow that i must insist that you do not under any circumstance perform tomorrow night your very well-being is at risk you put that tap shoe in front of him um and you see mo pumpernickel turn white in the face and he goes where where did you find this? It was on the foot of your compatriot who was rifling through our belongings last night. Leon? Leon? What would Leon be looking for in with your stuff? You tell me. Well, uh, needless to say, auditions are done for the day. Thank you all. Uh, thank can, you, can, Gregory, can. for coming. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. I, up, I was the only uh, one that didn't get a chance. No! Uh, and uh, uh, with all of them, he kind of rushes out the door. Once more with dragons. Part 1, The Lights of Imperia, Chapter 4, Going Up in Cloaks. You exit the... Lutonophone Theater. There's no sign of Mo Pumpernickel. He ran out after you. You can't see him up or down the street. And you know, this is opening night of Hello, Dragotha. And uh, half hour's getting pretty close. It's maybe an hour to the show right now. Um, so I think it would be prudent if we all head to the Dems Hohenstein Theater for opening night of <gasps> Hello, Dragotha. Very well. So you walk back down the street. I love opening nights. I love them better when I'm a part <laughs> of them. My whole life is an opening night. <laughs> yeah, how do you do you do you how do you walk I'll walk there? You've all become close friends in these past two days. Arm in arm. Or day and a half, I guess. I I walk with a swing in my step. <laughs> I walk with a much more dignified swing. Oh, a girl. Every step hurts. <laughs> ow, ow, my hips, ow! And you, of course, are on the main theater drag in Imperia. There are, you know, hundreds of theaters here. Each one has its own gigantic, magical lit-up billboard, you know, shining into the street with different names of fantastical productions and, you know, smiling 
elves and orcs and gnomes and humans all in fantastical costumes. Orc smiles are very disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> and you approach the Dems Hohenstein where once again you see the fantastical lit up face of Caroline Chandler and the marquee for Hello Dragotha. And you step inside. You're in the lobby of the theater. It's a elegantly decorated but uh, small lobby with uh, two sets of double doors that lead into the main theater and then a, a door to the right that you assume leads to some backstage area. And you can hear from beyond the double doors, there's some music playing and it sounds like there's uh, something's going on in there. What do you all do? Don't everybody leap in all at once. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we I, all had a senior moment at once. Yeah. <laughs> Are we in the right place? <laughs> Did the show start already? What is that music? Why are we here think- again? <laughs> I, I I think we should go through the door. I think we should peek. I think we should peek through the door. I agree. I would like to peek through the door. All right. I, for one, would like to know how they're proceeding without a star. Exactly. But I don't want to <laughs> um, just bust through if the show's happening. We got to have respect over here. You said bust through, and then I push right through the door. No! No! <laughs> All right. Uh, Gregory goes running in as you, Evelyn, you scream no, no, and try and stop him. Um, and Tact, uh, Gregory! I am surrounded by fools. <laughs> I, you told Uh-oh. me to do this. <laughs> Gregory, you run in, um, and immediately in your hastiness, you full face run into a gigantic, uh, higher, taller than six foot, uh, <gasps> half orc man. Oh. You run into his back. Uh, he goes, whoa, oh, and like turns around and looks at you and goes, oh, I'd say you're taller than six feet. Oh, they say that about me. I'm a pretty tall half orc. Oh. He says, <laughs> oh, oh, do you have a name? Pretty tall half orc. Uh, yes, uh, the name's Wendell Blaze, Raymond Phoenix Wendell Blaze, and uh, who might you be? Ah, oh. I'm Gregory, and I'm sorry I ran into your back. Um, can I call you Wendy? Uh, Wendy is fine. All all my friends call me Wendy. And uh, as you as you uh, both are having this conversation, can I call you Frank? Uh, no, no one called. Frank was my father. Uh, was weird. How did you know that? Anyway. She um, knows everyone. She's been around a long time. I know everybody. Time. I was good friends with Frank, as a matter of fact. Have you checked if Frank was your third husband? I think it was Frank, or was that my... What? <laughs> I think I would have remembered if I had a half-orc husband, dear. My memory's not that bad yet. As the four of you are uh, having this conversation um, you uh, <laughs> have seen that rehearsals on stage uh, have ground to a screeching halt um, and you hear a very familiar voice turn around and go, shh, will y'all be quiet? And uh, Lily Liedernander, who you auditioned for yesterday, uh, is standing uh, or Lily Liedernander was the assistant. Uh, she's standing uh, just in the middle of maybe the third row watching rehearsals on stage and shushes uh, you and uh, Raymond Phoenix Wendell Blaze the half-orc, the six-foot-tall half-orc. Oh, no, we got shished. 
Oh. Hey, Lily, it's us. <laughs> and Lily goes, oh, oh, hi, y'all. And she uh, uh, turns back around to the stage. You, uh, maybe for the first time, take in the uh, show that is presented before you. <laughs> you are, of course, seeing Hello, Dragotha. Dragotha, as you know, is a drago lich, a skeleton dragon of lore. And you see exactly that on stage. There's a tall setting of a very large stone cave cave with a big circular opening uh, just upstage center and a series of 14 or 15 steps headed down. On those steps is an enormous skeleton dragon and surrounding the skeleton dragon are a whole bunch of similarly dressed fighters and warriors and uh, they're not looking at the dragon. They're all facing out. You get the sense that you stopped them in the middle of a dance number. (laughs) Oh, I love this number. Don't stop on our oh, account. Forgive us, my dears. Oh, God. It's such a great act one finale. Forgive my associate. He doesn't think about anything. Lily <laughs> turns to the people on stage and says, uh, keep keep going, y'all. We only, we don't have too much time. Keep, keep, uh, and a one, two, three, four. And uh, they kick back into their, into their song. Um, the big skeleton dragon goes, hello, Dragotha. Well, hello. And uh, you can see this giant. Uh, Quite an impressive baritone, I must and, admit. Uh, also a great kick liner. Um, <laughs> Um, and the the front legs of this dragon start going back and forth and a kick line, as do all of the warriors, as Lily walks to the back of the theater to greet you all and says, Oh, hi, y'all. Uh, it's been a wild day, if I may say so myself. Oh, I tell you, no matter how many times audiences see that Hello, Dragotha kick line, they always go insane. Oh, oh, of course, you know, we we try to stick to the original choreography best we can. Yeah, every production Mm. does. Oh, hey, Lily. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We've had a hell of a time. How are you having on? How are you having rehearsals right now? Do you have a star? Um, And as you say that, Wendy, Raymond Phoenix Wendell Blaze, claps his hands and says, oh, I can show you that. And as he snaps his fingers and points it at the stage, an amazing thing happens. In, In the blink of an eye, everything transforms. The set disappears and you can see just the brick back wall, which has a couple ladders leaning up against it. All of the lights seem to turn on to just like a normal generic light. All of the warriors and fighters just suddenly transform into um, just pretty generic looking humanoids in uh, black clothes. And Dragotha itself just seems to suddenly disappear. And in its place, you see a familiar face. It's Susie Bowman, the director of this show. And Raymond says, well, if you don't have a star, you might as well have the director. And Lily looks at Raymond and says, Raymond, will you stop that? Your anti-magic is only supposed to be used to prevent disasters. We have a rehearsal to do. And Raymond goes, oh, sorry, and snaps his fingers again. And everything immediately transforms back to what you had initially seen. Most impressive illusion. Well, they, they don't call it magical theater for nothing. That really is a peek behind the curtain. <laughs> and Lily says, so, uh, yeah, wait a minute. How do, have you seen Caroline Chandler today? Not today. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, it was today. Well, yes, it was. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun, no, it's a fun question to determine whether I'm asking the, the, no. the characters or the players themselves. <laughs> I mean, late. Late yesterday, we we saw her at the bar, right? And that was the last time we saw her, correct? I've never been good at yes and. 
Uh, Jess, I'm going to need you to roll a deception check because you definitely saw Caroline Chandler this morning. <laughs> that is a six. A six. Do you add anything to that? Um, yeah, six plus two. So eight. Not great. So an eight. That's still not great. Um, you see Lily squint her eyes and look at you. And then she walks slowly towards you and she goes, Now you listen here. If you've seen Caroline this morning, we need your help. Susie's up there, and she's doing a fine job, but Caroline's on the marquee. People expect to see the one and only Caroline Chandler as Dragotha. Yeah, she's no Caroline Chandler. Uh, if, if I may, how will they know it is Caroline Chandler as Dragotha? That is, again, a very impressive illusion. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, we, we pride ourselves on our practicality of our illusions. But, of course, it is in the awards rules that you must properly bill all performers. And Caroline will not be billed if she is not here, and she will not be eligible to win the uh, the fantasy Tonys. Hey, hey, hey! Don't you, don't you judge a replacement. Lizard Minnelli once replaced like Gr- Gwen Venom, and look where she is now. No, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't fabricate star power like that. That chutzpah, you know, that oomph, you know, that Caroline Chandler has. No, fair uh, enough, fair enough. Susie's no Caroline Chandler. I'm just saying. I ask you again, Gregory. Have you seen Caroline Chandler today? <laughs> I double down. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Uh, all right, um, and I would, I'll have you roll one more um, uh, deception check, but with disadvantage. <laughs> so you got to roll it twice and take the lower one. Oh. I got so roll it twice and take the lower one. Got yeah. it. I rolled once, got nine. Let's see what we do next. <laughs> the next one was a sixteen, so I got nine. You got a nine, and Lily says, "Well, I don't believe you, Gregory," and. I might need to have a discussion after this is all over with Head Usher and Tankerous to uh, uh, decide if you're going to continue with the Leader Nander organization. We we don't take lightly to liars around here. And uh, she turns back around, disregards the three of you, and uh, goes back to her rehearsal. And uh, Raymond pats you on the back right and says, well, well, really, really screwed that one up, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Where's Wendy? I need a hug. Screwed that one. And uh, uh, he goes, oh, come come here. Come here, big Why come- did Gregory, come here. Why didn't you tell her the truth? I, I got intimidated. And I feel like I shouldn't put Miss Dragotha's or Miss Chandler's business out there if it's none of mine. She was freaked out about something. If she is in danger, somebody should know about it. I mean, I mean what if she's in danger from the show? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was totally what I was thinking. Hmm. Ray- Raymond goes, "What? Uh, uh, what? Are, <coughs> Caroline's in in danger? Uh, I, thought, I, don't know. I thought that was just the tabloids making things up." She didn't seem to think so. What do you know about this? And uh, Raymond chuckles a bit to himself, and he goes, "Oh, what do I know about this? Well, uh, you know, I'm not uh, supposed to be on this show tonight. I was working on Cyclops and the Chocolate Factory, but uh, you, of course, <laughs> have you read the paper recently? Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, remind us. <laughs> yes, refresh my memory. <laughs> oh well. Um, I was hoping you'd remember, so I didn't have to look it up. Hold on. We don't read anything that aren't <laughs> reviews. I don't 
remember anything that isn't a review. I remember my first review when I was but a young dragon. Um, oh, okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Raymond uh, reaches into his ginormous pocket and pulls out a full newspaper, one that you recognize, and you see he opens it up and points to a headline that says, Blythe beats burn. He says, this was me. There was a big fire at, at uh, the May Blythe Theater just last week in the middle of Cyclops and the Chocolate Factory, but I'm here to, uh, as I am at all of the Liedernander organization theaters, to prevent magical incidents such as this one. And I, we'd, I'd snap my fingers, fire went out, and they're currently recovering from some of the damage. But so I transferred here just hmm. to, to uh, uh, take care of things here at the Demps. Can you snap your fingers and just make all fire go away? He says, oh, oh, oh no, just just m- m- fire of magical origin. Oh. Ah, useful. Once it becomes real fire, well, <laughs> that, I ain't no use there. You'll see me running out the front doors. Whew, question two, you just keep that newspaper in your pocket at all times? You wouldn't keep... Well, it's a very big pocket. I I actually have several newspapers, and he just starts pulling out all sorts of newspapers out of all of his pockets. You're very lucky. I have long complained about the lack of useful pockets on elven clothing. <laughs> I find everything about you extremely attractive, Wendy. <laughs> Raymond. <laughs> um, and you see uh, uh, Raymond blush a little bit. And he goes, oh, oh, I did. Well, um, uh, maybe uh, do you have do you have plans after the show tonight? We could maybe uh, go, go get a drink somewhere or something. Oh, flirt on your own time. Flirt on your what? own time. Uh, well, uh, 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 no, come on. This could be my third husband. You know, I haven't gotten up as far as, you know, Desiree over here. <laughs> They're not worth the trouble, dear. I learned that after about five or six. Uh. <laughs> I don't know why I kept it up. Man, I'm really slacking. I haven't had one yet. It's so hard to be dragonborn. <laughs> I'm just saying. Raymond says, uh, oh, wait a minute. Are you, I assume you're involved in the show. Are, are the three of you um, uh, standbys or uh, uh, are you uh, here to perform? Are you extra chorus members? Yeah. We're ushers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes! Oh, now you decide to tell the truth. Um, and uh, uh, Jess says, once again, you blurt that out. Raymond goes, oh, oh, ushers, other front of house staff. Well, great to meet some more front of house staff. Uh, and he shakes your hand uh, very violently, Jess. Oh, um, so strong. I'm confused what you wanted me to do. He was going to see us later tonight. Not if we were in the show! <laughs> once again, Lily Liedernander turns around and uh, shushes you all and goes, shh. We are having a rehearsal here. Will you all go get ready to ush? Ush, 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 Where's our dressing room? And uh, Raymond hears you whisper that, Gregory, and says, oh, well, uh, just uh, head out those doors, and that other door in the lobby will take you back down to the second basement, and uh, you'll find the usher's quarters there. Uh, look, for, look for Anne. She'll be able to help you out and get you all set up. All right. All right. Very well. Very well. Thank you very much, Wendy. Uh, my, my pleasure, my pleasure. Um, and he simultaneously shakes all three of your hands. Oh, I'm telling you, he could be my third husband. Wendy, <laughs> can I have one last hug before I head off? He is young enough to be your great-grandson. Uh, of course. And, uh, That's what, exactly uh, what I'm looking for. <laughs> Um, and uh, Raymond is confused but a little delighted and smiles as he turns around to keep watching the show. Um <laughs> 
do the three of you head out towards the second basement? Let's go. Yeah. So how much? How long is it till the performance? Um, it's maybe ten minutes till half hour. Your your call to be downstairs is very very soon. <gasps> oh dear, we should get going. Go go go. All right. So you head back out the double doors into the tiny ornate lobby through the secondary door there, which you find leads to that same ante room that you found when you first entered the stage door when you were going to audition. Mm-hmm. Um, you head back down to the Eckend basement, <laughs> passing the burnt out sign, and there you see a door. This is the hallway you've been in before. Uh, your audition room was at the end of the hall. But this time you see a door on the right. It's labeled Usher's Quarters. And you hear, because apparently this whole show is predicated on hearing things on the other side of doors before you enter them. Um, <laughs> like all good you, musicals. <laughs> you hear from beyond the door the loudest snoring you've ever heard. Pretty loud snoring, eh? Louder than yours. <laughs> and it's pretty loud, as, too. <laughs> as, the, as the two of you say that, you hear from behind the door. Ah, ah. Um, and the door the door swings open and out enters a dragonborn woman who you recognize as Anne Tankeris. She was the person who slept through your audition last time. She goes, oh, you're here. Come on. Come on. Come, welcome. Welcome. Come on in. And uh, she uh, ushers you. <laughs> ushers. Um, <laughs> That's the job we're going to do. <laughs> no, we ush. Didn't you hear Miss Liedernander? We ush. We ush. And goes, yeah, well, of course you ush. Uh, apparently everyone sounds like an orc in this. Um, <laughs> and says that. Come on in. Come on in. Um, and you enter into the ushers quarters. It is clearly, you know, a backstage style dressing room. There's a couple mirrors with fantastical lighted orbs above them and lines, you know, chairs and stuff. You can see, uh, mostly for uh, uh, expedition of story's sake, that your ushering uniforms have been delivered over from the Patink Inn and they're uh, hanging in magical dryer clean bags from a dressing rack there and goes, uh, well, uh, uh, I'll, I'll leave you three alone to get dressed. You should, uh, once you're ready, uh, report to the lobby. People, people should start coming soon and they need someone to take tickets and uh, you're the ticket takers. <laughs> and uh, with that, she leaves the room. Thank you, Miss Tankeris. And uh, she goes, of course, of course. Call me Anne. Call me Anne. And you're for as ridiculously old as this woman looks. She moves so quickly. You hadn't seen Anne move before, but she is quick as a whip uh, when she's awake, hmm. apparently. Oh, great. And with that, she closes the door behind you. Look at her. She's quick as a whip. <laughs> Ladies, do you, do you want me to change outside so I don't have to be here wh- uh, there, wh- while you all are in your particulars? There are. I would assume there is some kind of partition. There are uh, a couple different changing booths uh, along the back wall of this thing with curtains and privacy and whatnot. Fantastic! I go. I take my. Then I take my uniform very gingerly, holding it as far from my body as possible, and go to one of the quarters. <laughs> I grab mine. I grab mine, quite violently, and crumble it as I walk in, unintentionally. <laughs> I grab mine, but I do not go into a changing room. I just start changing right there. They're in the other room. <laughs> all right what am i gonna um, be modest why should you start now my dear <laughs> you all change into your ushering uniforms they look pretty much like the uniform that Anne was wearing you know hotel bellhop style oh. uh all all the bells and whistles like little hat we, we got li- a little tiny hat. Little, i despise pillbox caps you, absolutely you got a little a little pillbox hat that kind of sits uh you know askew it's got that like double-breasted drum majorette like style across it. The pants have golden stripes down the sides. They also come with uh, shiny green shoes and uh, white gloves because, of course, n- you know, no expense will be spared for these outfits. 
They're surprisingly comfortable. Dear God, we look like a community theater production of the music half elf. (laughs) (laughs) And you all step out in your usher uniforms and you all look pretty nice next to each other. Something, Something about this just feels like this is where you're supposed to be right now. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, people are going to be looking at us more than the show. We look so good. <laughs> Ladies, can I, can I get sentimental for a moment? Oh. On this night, there oh. are no two other people I would rather be with at this moment than you two. So oh. I'm very grateful that we've made it. Oh, oh that's darling, Gregory. I could think of a few. <laughs> <laughs> That was so nice. Maybe I won't tell Addie to crap in your shoes tonight. Oh. That's nice. That's, <laughs> That's nice. so sweet. I mean, it was nice to put my feet into something warm when I woke up, but. Oh, never change, Greg. <laughs> we all have a group hug. You all have a delightful group hug. We made it. As you're group hugging, there's a, an intercom over the door, and you hear a voice. Uh, half hour, half hour, ladies and gentlemen. This is your call, Miss Bowman, and all chorus. Half hour, half hour. Ushers, ushers to places, please. No, this is it. Let's go, folks. Let's go. All right. All right. You rush as fast as your septuagenarian butts can carry you. (laughs) I grab the handrail. Back up the stairs to the lobby. There's already a line of people beyond the exterior lobby doors. The there are two doors. Uh, How how do you how do you all handle this? How are you gonna ush? Oh, all right. Are we taking tickets? Passing out programs? What are we doing? Uh, as you ask that question, um, Ann Tankeris, uh pops her head out of the double doors and goes, Oh, oh, good, you made it. Um, yes, uh, uh, here's a stack of programs. And uh, she hands you, uh, Evelyn, a, a stack of programs um, and says, And uh, everyone should have a ticket. Tear, tear the top of the ticket. Keep the top and uh, give them back the bottom. And uh, as you remember, uh, this was your audition. Make sure uh, no uh, uh, undesirables uh, come see the show. You know what to look out for. That's why we hired you. That's why you're an usher. And then she disappears behind the double doors. Yeah. Let's ush, guys. Joy. I got the programs. Let's do this. And are there three separate rows or just like one big row? Uh, there. So there's two. Right now there's um, a whole line of like big doors that run out open to the lobby. And you can see that people or uh, different people are kind of congregated out there. There are two sets of double doors that run uh, from the lobby into the theater down two aisles that run into the theater. All right. All right. All right. I, I think we should open these doors and hold them open. I go. I stride forward and open the main doors. All right. Uh, you open the doors. People start crowding in. Um, who's who's taking tickets? Who's passing up programs? Evelyn, you have the... I got the programs. I'll take tickets. Excellent. Um, do you want the left door or the right door, Jess? I'll take the right door. All right. Uh, Desiree, you want the left door? I suppose. All right. Uh, people start coming in and you start taking their tickets. People are really happy to be here. You know, the people are smiling. People are dressed to the nines. <laughs> they're in their fancy cloaks. Um, you're taking tickets. You see, you know, you're keeping an eye on people as they walk in. You see uh, um, the uh, papers, the paper boy who uh, sold you a paper earlier. You remember him? And he goes, oh, hi, oh, hi y'all. Uh, I'm so excited to see the show tonight. And he hands you uh, his ticket. Uh, Gregory. Must be a student rush. <laughs> you don't have no funky glasses hidden in your pockets and nothing do you and uh uh he goes no of course not theater's supposed to be enjoyed live <laughs> all right little tight go in then enjoy the show oh. dragotha's great 
Thanks, sir. Uh, and he rushes in. Disarea, you recognize a fantastically dressed woman. She's got big hair. This is Laura Louver Cooper. You ran into her in the Patink Inn, the mayor of Imperia. Well. <laughs> she goes, oh, hello there. Nice to see. I think that's what, who knows what she sounds like. That's what she sounds like today. That's her That's, that's her what she public sounds like voice. today. Oh, big southern accent. Oh, hello there. So, ni- so nice to see you again. I'm excited to see the show tonight. I'm sure you are. <laughs> she hands you her ticket, Disarea. I examine the ticket i tear the top and i hand this hand her the whatever part she gets back <laughs> all right um and she heads in and then uh evelyn i need you to do a perception check all right as we all know i am quite <laughs> you are the most perceptive perceptive percepticated yep as i suspected this here is a nine a nine um you, yeah, da, 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 da. I'll give it. I'll give it to you with a nine, just barely. But you've been handing out programs to everyone coming in, and you've yeah, noticed yeah, there's yeah. a uh, a short dwarven figure um, standing in a cloak in the corner of the lobby who doesn't seem to be walking in to come see the show. This figure has the hood of their pinstripe cloak over their head and uh, uh, seems to be fiddling with something that's either like inside the cloak or like in a pocket of the cloak or something, but, uh, you know, maybe searching for their ticket or something. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe I'll go see if they need a little help. Uh, go over to this little uh, person over here. Excuse me, hooded figure. And uh, you this this figure goes, oh! And uh, his hood falls back and you see this is Mo Pumpernickel standing in the corner, producer of Dear Elvin Hansen and and uh, sworn enemy of this production, or so you thought. Pumpernickel. <laughs> what are you doing here? I thought for sure these people were your sworn enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need help finding your seat? Remember in your turn where they say too much exposition? <laughs> <laughs> this is musical theater here. Uh, Evelyn, will you roll uh, an insight check? Okay. Okay, I do. I let's see how insight is going. Um, oh, that is also a nine. <laughs> just nines across the board. Uh, Mo goes. Oh, oh, I'll, I'll be able to find my seat just fine. Um, and walks away from you, Evelyn, and uh, walks up to you, Disarea, and uh, hands you or starts to hand you uh, uh, his ticket. Uh, and as he does, something seems to uh, fall out of his cloak and onto the floor. And will you roll a perception check? Rolling a perception check. Oh, jeez. I've got a um, <laughs> perception. I've got a seven. All right. Uh, he shiny picks it up things, really quickly and things. stuffs it back in his pocket. Um, you didn't see what it was. Uh, and he's handed you his ticket. Hmm. All right. Let's see. Ticket. All right. I examine the ticket. Looks like a normal ticket, yep. I assume. Nothing funky about it. Nothing funky about this particular ticket. Mm-hmm. I take the ticket, I tear the stub, and I tell him, enjoy the show, sir. And he says, oh, I, I'll, I'll do my best. Uh, and he uh, walks down the aisle. A couple other people walk in. Um, you know, no one else you recognize. We're, we're getting close to showtime now. You've torn all the tickets. And then you, the crowd dies down. You hear the overture start playing. Anne appears from uh, nowhere. <laughs> you don't know Tankerous. quite what she's been doing this entire time. <laughs> but she says, uh, well, all right. Uh, close the doors. Uh, this is your break time. If you want to head back downstairs, uh, take 10 and then I uh, can come back and, uh, 
man the lobby. Are there any open seats or is this a sold out performance? And uh, Anne chuckles and goes, oh, 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 open seats on opening night. I guess opening, that makes it a misnomer, doesn't it? No, of course not. But uh, you can certainly turn on the intercom in the room if you want to listen to the show as it happens. Oh, that's great. All right. That mm. sounds fine. I would love to. Before we do, mm-hmm. <laughs> I take out Addy, who has been lounging in his little sack at my side, uh-huh. and I cast Speak with Animals on him. Of course. All right. I tell him, go into the theater, look for the short dwarf that we saw earlier, and see if you can see what he is carrying in his pocket. All right. And uh, Addy uh, says, um, uh, Eddie Cavity! And then runs away. Uh, I dead dead face her. I give her the most deadpan face in the world and say, you can talk to dogs? (laughs) Adamitis the 14th is a cat. And yes, I am a druid. I'm so sorry. Speaking with animals is literally in my job description. All animals. Just did you think it was a dog the whole time? I did. Wait a second. You have a cat? <laughs> I love how much you all are. I love idiots. how perceptive you are, dear. <laughs> all small animals uh, are dogs, unless they're lizards. I'm sorry. I was thinking about that half orc again. <laughs> well, you never know, dear. He might go for much, 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 much older women. <laughs> he might! <laughs> Embrace it. Embrace it, Evelyn. (laughs) Well, we might as well go listen to the show on the intercom. All right. You head back through that side door, down the staircase once again. Uh, Jess, I'm going to need you to roll a dexterity check to see how well you hold on to the railing. You got it. (laughs) Easy now. One. A one? (laughs) (laughs) No, Uh, Greg. Jess. Uh, you're in the back of the group, um, and you just totally whiff it on the railing, um, and stumble head over heels, knocking down the other two, uh, down to the second basement. Um, I'm going to need everyone to take, uh, two points of damage Ow! <laughs> as they, uh, end up in this oh, heap no. at the front of the hallway on the second basement. <laughs> Jeez, two points of damage, Greg. My rolls were doing so well last time, too. I'm going to need to learn more healing spells. That's all there is to it. I cannot take the points of damage anymore. <laughs> it's going to be a, a chore keeping all of you alive, isn't it? Oh, wait. <laughs> and uh, as you say that, uh, Desiree, will you roll a um an investigation check? I am rolling an investigation check, and I get... Investigate. Ooh, nice, 18. 18. Um, so you're, uh, like, as the three of you are hauling yourself back up to your feet, um, Desiree, <laughs> you notice that when you uh, push your hand on the ground, it, your hand, uh, when you pull it up, feels a little wet. Yuck. And you take a look at it, and your hand is covered in blood. <gasps> oh, all right, who's bleeding? Who's bleeding? I'm pretty sure this is not mine. Gregory, what have you done? Yikes. Uh, Gregory, roll um, an investigation check to see if you're bleeding. Um, that is a 17. Oh, Greg! 
<laughs> Greg, you're you're not bleeding. Um, you look around. It doesn't look like uh, Desiree uh-huh. or Evelyn are bleeding. And ah, oh. the three of you, synchronized, look down at the ground and you see there is absolutely a pool of blood that you seem to have fallen into. And you trace it up with your eyes down this hallway past the ushers corridor and the bathrooms and the uh, magical props and fantastical props. And at the end of the hallway, you see a figure slumped up against the doorway <gasps> to that audition room. It's kind of dark in this hallway. Actually, one of the magical orbs on the wall is kind of flickering a little bit. Um, and you're pretty far away from this figure. So uh, it's it's shadowy. Um, you, you can't tell anything about it from where you're at. How, right. how far away are we? Just if in feet, would you say? I, w- I would say maybe. Yes, because I have dark vision. Oh, you have dark vision? Okay, so it's still yes. it's still hard to make out just because of kind of how far away and whatever this figure is like their their face is, is slumped downwards so you know it, 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 right. it, it's kind of a blob but I would say this hallway is maybe 35 feet long and the this figure's at the very end of it 35 near the feet. opposite end all right I shout hey fella you you good down there the figure does not move at all Gregory, he is bleeding, you twit. That's a lot of blood, Greg. Allow me to aid the non-gifted group members of the group. I, pe- I cast Produce Flame, which should give us a uh, 10-foot radius of light. Thank I you. I jump the immediate itch pops up, and I'm like, ah! <laughs> All right, um, uh, Gregory gets scared by the flame, and... Uh, Desiree, you cast that flame down the hallway, um, and... Uh, I, I ca- well, I can't cast it down the hallway. Oh, okay, I'm so you're... I'm basically holding it. You're holding it there. Are, are you all going to approach? Mm-hmm. Or are you st- staying away from it? I approach very cautiously. Why Scooby-Doo sneak behind her? I'm going to creep behind both of them. As you tip tiptoe, you hear xylophone music as each of your feet step do, down. No, that's do, not really what happened. And you approach this figure. The first thing you notice about it, it's certainly a humanoid figure. And it's it's gigantic. And as you get closer and closer, Evelyn, I think you notice it first, but then the rest of you uh, continue to notice. This is Raymond Phoenix Wendellblaze, and he is dead. Wendy! Wendy! No! Oh, I was gonna make you my third husband! And he's the first man who's shown interest in you in 50 years. <laughs> ah, you gotta rub it in again, Desiree! That's what I do, I'm your bosom buddy. Why did I Always. Should I know something about your last husband, dear? He did disappear under mysterious circumstances. Uh, yes. Everybody, it's me, Tommy, your dungeon master. Uh, hey, long time no talk, listen. I never know what the appropriate verb for podcasts are. Anyway, sorry for the delay. You know, pandemic, writer's block, blah, blah, blah. But hey, we're back, and I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. Um, some things in this interlude. Please, please tweet about our show using the hashtag OnceMoreCast. Uh, let us know your interesting musical theater slash D&D takes. Uh, we're always up for fun, interesting crossover parodies, whether it's the title of a musical or an interesting idea for a magic item. Um, and if it's, you know, if I, I think it's cool enough, maybe it'll get featured in the show. Speaking of D&D takes, I 
have been following the drama surrounding Wizards of the Coast and their employees and some of their handling of the shitty racist material they used to have in their catalog and blah, 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 all that stuff. Absolutely. Um, you know, we use D&D because it's popular and fun and really expandable and we're pretty homebrew. But I do want to leave in here, you know, my... DMs, my Twitter responses are always open, um, and I'm always, always welcome for feedback. I'm learning to be a DM. Uh, our, our, everyone on the pod is learning how to play D&D. If there's a take or something that, you know, you were like, oh, hey, folks, maybe maybe not the best choice, please, please let us know. We want to improve and, you know, make things better uh, uh, and, you know, make this a podcast that everyone enjoys and uh, has content that people feel safe around and are excited about so my dms are open basically please slide in whenever you want but not with that sort of stuff that's gross uh our troop this week as always is evelyn forte the brassy mouth dragonborn sorcerer she is played by emily clark you can find emily over at stealing focus on youtube Desiree the Magnificent is the high elf druid and daughter of theatrical royalty played by Christy Esterly. You can find Christy, a.k.a. the Diva, at Musical Hell on YouTube. Gregory Highland, the two-time and dwarfish rogue, is played by Jesse McAnally. You can find Jesse's other podcast, Musicals with Cheese, in a podcatcher of your choice. And of course, I am Tommy Nolan, your dungeon master, musical theater mash in all places on the internet. Our artwork is by Derek Tross, and special thanks to our story consultants, Wes, Katie, Flynn, and Jimmy. And additional thanks to Broadway Podcast Network for having us on the network. All of this information and more is available at oncemorewithdragons.com, including link to all our social places, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, stuff like that, and our Patreon. Uh, thank you to our uh, Patreon supporters. Sorry we left you in the dust for so long, but we're back. Uh, if you want to financially support the podcast, you can do so over on Patreon. We would much appreciate appreciate it. And like all podcasts, reviews on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice are always super, super helpful. Or just tweeting about the show, letting people know, hey, there's this crazy musical theater D&D podcast. You should go go listen to it. Both reviews and telling people about our podcast is the best thing you can do to help support the show. Our next episode will be up in two weeks, but for now, oh, go back to your seats. It's intermission's over. Run, run. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In media res, the three of you find yourself over um, an absolutely murdered half orc man slumped down against the audition doors. He is absolutely murdered. It's it's not pretty.
I have a complete mental breakdown. Oh. Wendy, Wendy, no, 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 no. I can't, I get, no. <laughs> I grab Gregory and slap him across the face. I loved him. I loved him. Uh, <sighs> I, you, you slap him across the face. How much damage do um, I take? <laughs> do, do you, no, are you slapping? Oh, I thought you were slapping Raymond I'm across the face. I'm Gregory because he's having a panic. No, 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 no. Please, no, 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 Wendy. I can't, I can't. Uh, Gregory, roll a constitution check. <laughs> Is constitution a thing? Yeah. Yes. Uh, just a straight up constitution. It's one of the big ones. Um, natural fail one. <laughs> All right, you take a point of damage. Okay. Uh, oh, I've still got a, I've still got a good right hook. That's good to know. Calm yourself. Thank you, D. Thank you. I'm just I can't lose anymore. And then I hug her, but she's not now, into ev- the hug. Oh, I, I can tell, but I'm still. All right, everybody, her to hug. everybody, let's look. Hey, everybody, <laughs> let's see if we can determine how he died. Okay. Um, do you want to roll, uh, let's... What do you want me to roll for that? Let's call it an investigation check. That sounds about right. I've got a investigation 17. 17, okay. Uh, you, you know, scan him with your eyes. Um, he's, he's real bad off. He's got a big wound in his chest. Um, um but what's, what's bizarre about all of it is that, um, the, his clothes around the wound, um, seem charred. They're like uh, uh, crispy and black, um, you know, like a, a burnt steak mm. or something. And, and in fact, a lot of a lot of the wound kind of looks like that too. Uh, it's not it's not pretty. He looks pretty crispy to me, <laughs> and not in like like the sexual innuendo way. Like he looks like like he's been burned. Oh, I'm dead. I'm in hell. Evelyn, of all do the characters, any at all, any at all. <laughs> I. Evelyn, Evelyn, do you know if Dragonfire can do that? Yes. You're Dragonborn, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, it can. We can burn things because we're Dragonborn. <laughs> well, <laughs> a wealth of information you are. <laughs> I am making inferments. By <laughs> yes, thank you. That was completely helpful. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Could this be a Dragonborn? <laughs> Who's Dragonborn? Besides me, of course. I would have never done this. I love Dragotha. him. Dragotha. is a dragon. Um, Caroline Chandler. Uh, Dra- the Dragotha is an illusion. Ah, Dragotha is an illusion. But, but Caroline, Caroline Chandler is an elf. Oh. <laughs> it could have been the character Dragotha coming back from the grave, Lon Chaney style. Uh, and Tancarus is a dragonborn. Anne couldn't have done this. Could Do you think it could be Tancarus? Anne couldn't have done this, could she? Could it have something to do with the char, char- the, the chocolate factory musical um, that burnt down? Like something connected to that. Cyclops and the chocolate factory? Yes, Ooh, that one. And, and, and hey, Pumpernickel was, is here tonight. Pumpernickel, he's up to no good. Precisely. The game is afoot. Ah. <laughs> We're on the right track. Um, and uh, uh, as you all are having this discussion, you hear uh, this intercom voice, this uh, incorporeal intercom voice, come over again, and <gasps> it goes uh, uh, "Bing bong." Um, it does. That's not a tone that happens. Just the voice says "Bing bong," oh. um, and then it goes. Uh, this uh, is common in our world. And it goes, uh, "Ushers, your break is over. Ushers, break is over." Act one was really short. What are we going to do? We can't just leave the body here. Can we? we? No, we can't just leave him here, and somebody has to know about this. Well, I, I bet the person who killed him knows about it. <laughs> Besides that. We know about it. <laughs> so if we could just figure out who the killer is. <laughs> no, come on. 
What's on it? I'm very perceptive. Your your regular uh, Agatha Christie. Uh, can, yeah. I roll, can I roll? Yeah. Can I roll an investigation check to see if I notice anything like unnatural, like aside from the things that are like to the naked eye? Sure. Um, Smart idea. Yeah. Go. Yeah, go ahead, roll investigation. Are you looking at the body? Are you looking at the hallway? I'm like, looking where, at you know. the entire visage, the to- everything in front of me right now. Okay, roll investigation. Okay, so that's 16 plus 2, so 18. Oh. Okay, uh, 18, you uh, look back along this uh, trail of blood in the hallway, and y- you're pretty sure, kind of like you all did, um, it seems like Raymond was not murdered here. Um, he was murdered pro- maybe somewhere up the staircase um, and then fell down. And then this trail of blood uh, it doesn't it, it, it's kind of streaked. It feels like his body um, was uh, dragged here uh, to this point. Hmm. And then it, uh, as you investigate um, a little closer, you can see just the faintest outline in blood of it's weird. It's j- just the border of a footprint. Um and you can see it, it, it's headed back towards the staircase, but I mean it when I say, like, it's a footprint. It's just, like, one. It's not, like, two next to each other. Ooh. Hmm. So, guys, here's what I just saw. There's one footprint, and we just <laughs> we just fought a guy that had, like, one invisible shoe. I'm gonna bet that it's Leon. Do you still have the tap shoe? I do still have the tap shoe. Can I compare it against the um, footprint to see if they look similar? Sure. Uh, you pull the tap shoe out of your satchel, and sure enough, this, this footprint matches in size and shape to the other tap shoe that you're holding. <gasps> Whoopee! I have I have a hypothesis. It is Leon and he did it because he was trying to burn down Cyclops in the chocolate factory for for magical insurance money. And then Mr. Wendy, the wonderful man that we all love, he loved him so much. He stopped it all from burning down because he's good at his job. Until now. Well, his job wasn't to not get murdered. I mean, <laughs> you don't know that. I mean, as I'm pretty sure getting murdered is not in any of our job descriptions. Evelyn. Did, you, beyond, Evelyn. did you read the contract closely? Because I don't know about you, but I never read those things closely. Nobody enough. reads contracts uh, closely. Is that like a DNR is like that? That's kind of like not dying, right? As the three of you are having this. We should read the contract. As the three of you are having this. sign a DNR? <laughs> As the three of you are having this contractual <laughs> argument, uh, you hear once again, bing bong, uh, and then the incorporeal voice go, uh, ushers, uh, t- two minutes till intermission, two minutes till intermission, uh, uh, places please, ushers. Why does ushers need to be involved in intermission at all? That's always confused me. Oh, come on. <laughs> they can do without They us. have the programs, they have the well, tickets. we need to make sure nobody's coming in and second acting. Well, okay. <laughs> I need to get, I need to find Addy again anyway. If sure. we don't get up there, they're going to be suspicious. That is true. That is true. And we need to tell somebody. Okay. I thought with them I'd be suspicious already. Oh, uh, we all had the flu. You all, you go find Anna. I'm going to go find Mo. I saw him creeping earlier, and we're all going to we're going to do some investigating. All right. Well, <laughs> one, two, three, break. I think we need to. All, I think we need to go up to the lobby then. All right. The three of you uh, head back the way you came uh, quickly, or as quick as you can, at least. <laughs> oh God, my knees. <laughs> Up the staircase, um, back into the lobby. Um, there, Disarea, you can see waiting for you, kind of looking a little confused, is Addie. Come here, snuggly boy. And Addie has uh, uh, something in something in its mouth. Come here, sweetie. Come here. Come here. 
All right. I call him over. You know, I do my best to wipe the blood off my hand. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't want to spread that around. First. You mean to tell me that I ain't a dog. I played fetch. Eddie uh, drops into your hand a pair of golden, intricate looking spectacles. And you recognize these. Hmm. You actually, uh, yeah, you ran into these during your audition. This is a pair of opera glasses that you stopped as a part of your audition for um oh was that you or was that evelyn um that was evelyn i evelyn. recognize these opry glasses <laughs> and you know because eddie's a good cat who listens that these opera glasses probably came from mo pumpernickel um <gasps> and were very likely the item that he dropped hmm. i want to take them okay what do you do with them yeah you go you you go do your thing evelyn dear i want to look through them Who's i want to see what i can see through these here opera glasses okay evelyn Go go find a place in Act Two. I'm sure people will leave in the intermission. We can sell it on the internet. No, okay. no, 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 no. I want to go up. To, I want to go up to like the back of the loge, and I want to look at the <laughs> stage. <laughs> what, you can, you the opera just, glasses. I, I feel like I'd assumed you were going to confront Mo Pumpernickel. There's so <laughs> many things I want to do. I just want to see how these. I don't want to give these back to him. He's a jerk. <laughs> Well, then we well we need to kick him out, don't we? That's our job. Well, maybe these glasses will help me do that. I want to see how they work. I walk away from this conversation and go right toward Mo Pumpernickel, <laughs> wherever he is. Josh, okay, don't hold. tell him I have the glasses. <laughs> and you leave, and you leave the DM Greg, in the lobby. Do this lo- one thing. Oh, do this no. one thing. S- scrambling for linear storytelling. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's all right. Let's let's resolve this first. Evelyn, are you going to put the glasses on? I want to put them on. <laughs> all right. Oh, I put on the glasses. Okay. Evelyn, you put on you put on the glasses. Cool. Um, and despite how they look when you're holding them, completely transparent and like normal glasses, once they go over your eyes, you actually can't see anything. Oh. Um, it's entirely black. And what's weird is when you put them on, not only does it obscure your vision, but you can also start hearing things. Um, It's almost as if like a a recording is being played back as you understand the intent of these glasses. And it's it's hard to make out what you're hearing. Um, You hear uh, three voices talking. Um, They sound very muffled. Two uh, are male sounding voices. One is a a, a female sounding voice. Then uh, your vision starts to change and it, uh, you hear the voices kind of go, whoa, whoa, quick, quick, down, 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 down. Um, And then suddenly your vision is uh, uh, brilliantly bright and uh, you're upside down, or at least it looks like you're upside down, uh, (laughs) lying on the ground in uh, a pile of uh, papers um, and, uh, uh, you, you, you kind of look around, uh, uh, it, it looks like you're, uh, or at least through these goggles, you see, uh, an upside down alleyway, um, and you're on top of a bunch of papers and then, um, it, it's quiet for a couple seconds. Um, and then, uh, you hear a doorway open, um, and then you hear a voice go, <gasps> the understudies. And then, um, uh, you then uh, start to hear um, uh, uh, noises of combat. Um, you hear the sound of magical flame. Um, you actually hear uh, your own voice. Um, and uh, the voice of Gregory and um, the voice of Disarea. 
and uh, uh, you, you hear, you know, some some combat going on between you and and some people um, upside down in this alleyway. And then suddenly uh, you're back in the lobby. The effect of the opera glasses disengages um, and you can just see straight through them as if they're normal glasses. Oh, I'm going to be sick. Oh. What'd you see? <laughs> I ho! I ho! Hey, give me a second. My equilibrium is thrown off. Oh, I I was upside down in an alley, and I heard about the understudies. See, I I went on like a freaking journey. I heard like a million things. <laughs> I can't explain to all of them to you right now. You'll you'll hear about it. There later. are certain mushrooms that will do that to you, dear. Are you sure you haven't had any today? <laughs> we- <laughs> We 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 can No, no, they these are these are important spectacles here. <laughs> we can say if you'd like for the sake of interesting podcasts that you describe the edit, scene edit, to edit. your compatriots. Yes, what? Yes. <laughs> what? I explained all of the things we just listened to. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm glad you did that. I hate the way I look on recordings. <laughs> I think these glasses might be useful. I don't think we should give them back to Pumpernickel. I agree. Okay. No, but we should definitely kick him out. He's up to no good. And He's up to no... Well, he is up to all sorts of no good. And I bet he's playing that great either. <laughs> um, and uh, Jess, actually everyone, uh, with that, will you all roll perception checks again? Rolling perception checks. Uh, perception. Okay, I have got... Ooh, 19. 15. Woo! Okay. Emily, you're uh Evelyn, you're still feeling kind of sick to your stomach <gasps> from that whole upside down experience. <sighs> um uh, good no, we can rely on Evelyn for oh, some things. <laughs> my vertigo. Uh, Dis and Greg, uh well you noticed something. Um the announcement said that intermission would be beginning in just a couple minutes, but it's been maybe eight or nine minutes mm. and no one's in the lobby. Hmm. Um, and the other thing you notice is that you can't hear anything coming from beyond the double set of double doors. It's just entirely silent. I think we should investigate. What do you think, D? I think we should investigate. You go first. I go first, but I Scooby-Doo sneak all the way to <sighs> the two double doors that we saw beforehand and... I put my ear to the door, see if I can just to confirm that I hear nothing. Yeah. Um, roll investigation. All right. So I got 18 plus, where's my investigation? Two, so I got 20. 20, all right, with a dirty 20. Um, I mean, you hear, it's it doesn't sound, as far as you would know, the it sounds like that theater is empty in there. No music, no hubbub, no watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. <laughs> nothing's going on in there. Um, and you you press your ear a little closer. And the one thing you do hear is the faintest of uh, crackling. It sounds very far away. Very quiet. Just crackle, 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 crackle. Hmm. I hear crackling. Peas and carrots, peas and carrots. And since our entire <laughs> adventure has to do with fire, I recommend we take a look in there because it sounds like fire and Natra Gotha putting her claw in there. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Do you, you all rush in? Yeah. yeah. You all rush in. Yep. <laughs> all right. You swing open the doors and rush in. And here's what you see in order. The first thing you notice is this theater is not empty. Uh-oh. Everyone is still here. Oh, no. Um, you you look to the left and to the right of the audience um, and see hundreds of people smiling. Some of them are on their feet, clapping. 
Except they're not clapping. And they're only smiling because they're frozen there. No one in this audience is moving. Not at all. Just completely as if they are frozen in time. And then your gaze turns to the stage. And you see, they're actually um, in the middle of that same scene. You saw that them rehearsing earlier with Dragotha on top of the stairs in the cave. And you see Dragotha and all the warriors and them too. They're standing there. Some of their legs are up in the air. Some of them actually are floating in the air. Uh, just like mid uh, uh, jump. Um, just seem to be stopped. Your eyes pan around this room and uh, downstage left, you see three things moving. Two of them you recognize. They are two lit from inside maroon cloaks. One of them has its back to you and there is emblazoned on it a giant orange and red bird. And to the left of them is a third figure that you have not seen before. This figure looks it's kind of like a human it's got two arms and two legs and like where a face would be but this figure is entirely made of fire its face is featureless it has no hands or no feet to be distinguished um it, it is a uh an elemental fire being as far as you can tell And the minute the three of you walk in, these three figures uh, turn towards you, and we're going to roll for initiative. Let's go! Oh, goody. Okay. Let's see. I got a nine. No, wait, a ten. (laughs) I got a one. (laughs) A one? Okay. First in the order is Jess. Uh, It me. All right. Yes, you. Um, So you said there are three understudies and one fireman? There are two cloaked figures that you recognize as cloaked figures from the alleyway and then uh, a figure that is not wearing a cloak that um, uh, just looks like a standing fire elemental person. I go towards the cloak figure and I try to stab him with my dagger and say, give me back my cloak! Okay, so you're uh, so one of the cloaked figures? Yes. Because uh, there's two of them. Um, go to the one closest okay. to me. Physically closest. Okay, so you're—I mean, you're maybe thirty feet away. What's your movement? Um, I'm like suddenly so smooth, so smooth, and I jump and try to attack, like try to sneak attack as best as I can. Sure, that sounds great. But what's your movement according to the rules of D and D as listed on your character sheet? Um, oh shit. (laughs) 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 Um, it's a melee weapon. My dagger. Um, attack. No, 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 no. There's a uh, at the top. It says like speed. Oh, that's great. It says, so it says Gregory Highland at the top, and then it says like strength, and then dexterity, and then constitution, and then intelligence, no, and then I wisdom. See that. Um, yeah. What's your speed? 25 feet. Ah, so you're 30 feet away. So you could run up. If you had a ranged thing, you could do it, but um, you could also. Can I just throw my dagger? Sure, if you want to try that. <laughs> All um, right. <laughs> okay. So uh, you run up. It, your dagger does have a range yeah. of uh, 20 feet. Um,. So you run up to them. Let's see. How does this work if you're going to throw this? Um, I'm going to make you roll a dexterity throw to see if it hits, and then we'll roll damage. And you're aiming at one of the cloaked figures? Yes, the closest cloaked figure to me. Okay. We'll say one's kind of like downstage left, and that's the closest one, and like right in front of the aisle. So you run up to to them. Go ahead, roll uh, dexterity. 
<laughs> Critical fail. All right. You throw your dagger. Um, it sails past uh, this cloaked figure. Uh, you see all three of their faces, or their, where their faces would be, kind of track this thing um, as the dagger flies back. And up next in the order um, is the uh, one without a cloak, um, which is kind of standing center stage. It takes no mind to any of you. It runs up to the uh, kind of frozen Dragotha in the middle of the stage um, and with its kind of outstretched arm touches uh, the tip of this dragon's nose and uh, this uh, uh, dragon's nose catches on fire. Um, and then next up in the order is Disarea. All right. Um, I cast Minor Illusion to create what looks like a bucket of water in my hands. Okay. Um, and I, (laughs) I approach the stage and yell (laughs) and yell, get away from the stage immediately or I will destroy you. Okay. (laughs) Um, let's, I'm going to have you. I'm doing what I can here. I don't have any water spells. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Roll intimidation. Rolling intimidation. (sighs) I got a six. All right. (laughs) Um, they don't believe you. Uh, Um, you see uh, these uh, the two figures with a cloak, uh, with cloaks on. They turn towards you um, and look at you, and then with their hands where they would be hands, they pull back their hoods. And as you would expect, these two cloaked figures are also uh, humanoid-looking uh, fire elementals um, underneath their cloaks, and so now they have their hoods down. And up next is the cloaked figure just that you were aiming for. Um, I messed it all up. It, uh, and you're pretty close to it now, so uh, it's going to roll to attack you. I rolled a uh, 12 against your armor class. Does that hit? Um, uh, I'm a 12 armor class, so I think it might not. Uh, I think a tie... I'm going to Google this because otherwise I'm 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 <laughs> conscious of the nerds who are listening to this podcast like us. Be like, well, it goes. Oh, he uh, didn't get it D&D. right. <laughs> <laughs> this musical uh, theater D and D is uh, up to my verisimilitude. It's, it's not the edge, not accurate to the fifth edition. Oh I can, I, I'm watching. I've got a live stream of our listeners now. Oh, look, that number's going down. Oh, it's going down. You mean uh, in no our one's listening anymore. Magical imaginary world. <laughs> <laughs> If the hit roll ties with AC, then the defender wins. I um, win, so Jess, <laughs> this woo, this uh, uh, fire thing extends its arm and uh, launches a bolt of fire towards you, but uh, you dodge out of the way, um, and it hits one of the uh, chairs in the audience behind you that catches on fire. And up next in the order is the second cloaked elemental, or uh, which now has its hood around its shoulders. It walks up to the one in the middle that just had set fire uh, to Degrotha's head, and it joins in on the fun um, and uh, sets fire to uh, the side of that dragon's face. And then next in the order is Evelyn. All right, so I got something here called Gust. Okay. And I want to use that Gust to blow that fire away. (laughs) Sure. Uh, um, what Are you sure that's going to I work? I don't know, but it seems like How? I should try. As much as a bucket of water would? All right. Well, <laughs> I'm a pa- I'm my illusionary bucket of water. I don't have much it, to exactly. work with Exactly. It looks better than an imaginary bucket, yes. I had a knife once upon a time, guys. Maybe I'll blow right. them away. <laughs> Are you still standing at the back of the theater? Have you run down the vom towards the stage? I or are you just going to catch from back there? I 
have come defiantly down the bomb. Okay. Um, and where where are you aiming this gust? Uh, are, are they all right? Wait, are they all center stage? Uh, two, two of them are center stage by Dragotha. Um, the third one is uh, not there. It was aiming at Jess. And I'm going to go for both of them right by Dragotha. One big blast in their direction. Okay. Um, you cast Gus that way. Do you have to roll? Uh, medium or smaller creature must succeed on a strength saving throw. That's what it says. Um, okay. So, uh, will you roll strength and I'll contest it? Yes. Hold on. Okay. Strength. 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 Okay. That's one of the big ones. Okay. I got, uh, let's see. I got an 11. Okay. Uh, you beat my six. Um, so, uh, your gust, uh, hits these two (sighs) elementals, um, and they fall down. They're no longer touching, um, Dragotha's head. Uh, they fall down onto these, um, uh, what appear to be stone stairs. Um, but, uh, ridiculously and inscrutably, as they fall down, these stone stairs that they're standing on, uh, also catch on fire. And then we're back to the top of the order, and it's Greg. All right, so I don't have a knife, a dagger anymore, you're telling me. Correct. Your dagger is somewhere on stage. You can go try and find it if you want. And I know um, I've run, like, 25 feet of the most closer to them, so that you're, means I'm like... You're pretty... You're right at the front of the stage. You are the closest to these. Uh, you and um, Evelyn are close to the front of the stage. Disarray, you're... Did you run up? You, I think you all have run up, and you're kind of near the front of the stage. All right, yeah, I'm going to go closest. for an unarmed strike against the closest fire demon guy with a cloak to me. Okay, we'll say that's the one. Okay, um, so go ahead, roll plus hit. See if that hits the armor class. Okay, 16 plus one. 16 does hit. Um, so uh, you're, and you're just like, you know, what are you doing? You're punching it? I'm punching it mid-gut, like trying to get a real good gut punch. Okay. I touched that blade um, head. Okay, and that's, what is that, uh, one plus your strength? Um, yes, so I'm 17 altogether, so 16 plus one. Your, stre- your strength is not 17. Oh, shit, no. My strength <laughs> is just one. Is it one? Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, you uh, punch this thing for uh, two damage. This is the one that's still okay, wearing a wait, cloak. wait, wait, I want clarification. It's actually yeah. negative one, and then it has an eight <laughs> under it. All right, we're going to go with the cannon. Here's what happens. Uh, you you punch this thing, um, and what's weird is um, this is one that's still wearing a cloak, and you f- your fist, you can feel it make contact with fabric, but there's nothing solid under there. Oh, no. Um, it it kind of just uh, squishes in um, and, like, uh, goes into this thing, and then as that happens, uh, the fabric around your fist actually uh, catches on fire, um, and I'm going to need you to take... Oh no! Four damage Yikes. of fire damage, right. um, and your hands on your hands on fire, and like the around your cufflink. And then next in the order um, is the naked fire elemental. Which um, did we say they got gusted down? Uh, I think yes. so. Yes. Um, which uh, hauls itself up, and then it yeah it succeeds. Um, it runs over to um, the. Uh, the cloaked elemental that's near it. Um, And then you all see the strangest thing happen. Um, At first, it looks like the one without a cloak um, is like, I I don't know, like kissing the one with a cloak. Um, They like touch faces. Um, But then 
the one without a cloak just kind of gets sucked into the hood of the one wearing a cloak. Oh. Um, and then the one wearing a cloak uh, suddenly is twice as big. Um, and you now have this uh, uh, twice as large, it was on the ground, um, uh, uh, fire elemental, which uh, is still, you can now see it's like legs sticking out of this normal size cloak and like these arms without hands sticking out of where, you know, the hands would be. Oh, that is not fair. Uh, and this thing is like, I don't know, seven or eight feet tall. Um, it's it's pretty darn huge. And then next in the order is Disarray. What can I what can I see as far as fire prevention measures in this in this, in this theater? Sure, there's got to be something. Sure, um, you look around. Um, there's that seat that's on fire that uh, seems to be uh, spreading to the seats around it. Uh, Dragotha seems to be on fire. Um, you can kind of spy like there's a, a leg in the theater that hasn't been set quite right. Um, and backstage right, uh, it looks like um, uh, there's a, a bucket there. Um, and it's it's on like a red shelf um, and it says on top of it fire um, and so you see that back there backstage oh right. it's much better than an illusionary bucket it's a real one <laughs> <laughs> I, ru- I run over to the bucket and grab it and I throw it in the I throw what's in there in the direction of the elementals and Dragotha okay um, go ahead roll dexterity to see how uh, accurate you are please give me some good dexterity uh, let's see, 11. 11, okay, with an 11. Uh, this is a bucket of sand, as you discover, as the sand sails through the air, um, probably intended for a fire putting out. Um, it sails towards Dragotha, um, or the elemental, the single elemental that's now near Dragotha, the seven-foot-tall one. Um, and this sand uh, lands on it, and it does... Let's say you had an okay dex throw. Let's say it's going to do five damage to this larger uh, uh, cloaked elemental. And it kind of reels back from some of the sand. And you can see it actually gets a little smaller. Um, it's only like six feet tall now. It's a little imperceptible. Um, but uh, it, it is still raring to go. And uh, it stands straight up and uh, points at you, Desiree, because you just threw all the sand at it. Oh, um, And it's going to roll. Oh, boy. I rolled a, a 19 beats your AC, yes? Oh, yes. All right. Um, and, oh, man. It's going to do six points of damage. Yikes. Oh. Uh, it launches a firebolt, a huge Ow. firebolt out from its arm uh, that hits you in the shoulder. Um, how, how you doing? I'm at like one hit point. Oh boy. Um, next in the order is the other cloaked figure, which is down near the front of the stage, and it points at you, Evelyn. Huh. Um, and uh, it's, it's actually... Uh, starts walking towards you and as it walks its cloak just falls off and you can see this is just another fire elemental and it rolls oh man uh an 18 does that beat your ac yes all right um <laughs> minus 12 do, all right it's gonna do 2d4 oh boy um so it does uh seven points of damage <sighs> i meant like nothing oh are you dead i'm dead Okay, um, we haven't talked about death saving throws. You're not dead yet, but this is not great. Um, next time your turn, oh, it's your turn now, right? <laughs> yes. Here's what happens. Um, this fire hits you, um, it's painful. Uh, it uh, knocks you over into the aisle uh, and also starts to set on fire uh, some of the other seats around you um, and you're out. And then every time it's your turn, uh, you have to roll a d20. Um, <laughs> if it's uh, 10 or greater, that's a save. Um, if it's uh, less than 10, that's a fail. Three saves and you're fine. You gain one hit point and you're stable. Three fails and you're dead. Woohoo! Okay. And then we 
cancel the podcast and you make a new character. I know. <laughs> so oh, go ahead. No. We find a new character that's a lot like Elf, Evelyn. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we, we meet Evelyn's we sister. Evelyn. Carolyn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Evelyn. Uh, so go ahead, roll a d20. I rolled an 11. All right, so you get a save. All right, that's a save. That's, you're on your way. Um, and then we're back to the top of the order with Greg. Oh, shit. <laughs> My hand's on fire, right? Your hand's on fire. Um, there's a... Probably want to put it out. Um, and uh, not only is your hand on fire, Jess, uh, but uh, this theater is catching on fire. Like, those seats, like, maybe one half of the auditorium's on fire now. It's getting hot in here. Um, I All of... Dragotha is just entirely engulfed in flames at this point. Um, some of the frozen audience, uh, you know, there are audience members in all these seats and they are on fire. Um, and the fire oh. is starting to surround you. Um, the uh, house left aisle is entirely covered in fire. The house right aisle hasn't yet caught on fire. Um, but, uh, and let's say um, stage left is also like the, the curtains and whatnot are all starting to catch on fire. Like, this is going south fast. All right. I don't have much I can do that can help in this situation. I try to blow up my hand and just actively trying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ro- roll a roll a stop, drop, and roll. Roll a roll a blow check. Uh, no, what would that be? Um, <laughs> you know what? Let's do this. Roll a sleight of hand check. It's the wrong skill, but I like the joke. All right, seventeen plus four. You blow out your hand. Awesome. Um, awesome. I, so you're doing okay. Can I still? Um, I'll give you. A, uh, yeah, you still have movement in action. I'll say that th- that was a bonus action, and you can still do something if you want. All right. Um, you can you can move up to your speed. You can dash up to double your speed. Um, you can always uh, you can try and help downed players if you want to try and help Evelyn. Do I have anything that could help her? Let's see. I don't think so. <laughs> I think I'm. Save yourself. I can make her lisp if she wants. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so I'm going to go attack one of the cloaked figures. Okay, do you want the, the double-sized one by Dragotha, or do you want the one that uh, just downed Evelyn that's uh, kind of staring out into the audience? You're still near the audience, right? You're still not Yeah, I want to attack the one closest to Evelyn, because I want, like, immediate revenge. Sure. Um, you don't have a lot, right? Can you attack them at all? I can use my hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, that worked so well last time. Smack at him. <laughs> Can I use um, my feet? Can I kick them? Sure. Let's say I I will give you if you do uh, an unarmed strike. I'll say you're attacking with both hands, so you can have plus two to melee. Um, so if you're gonna like dive at this fire elemental, yes, like kind um, of. I'll give you that if it hits. Reverse volleyball. I got gotcha. you. All right. So sure. roll d20. Um, roll d20 to see if you beat their AC. Uh, all right. That is seven eighteen. And 18 hits. Um, so you uh, lunge yourself at this fire elemental. Um, and then uh, let's say you're going to do uh, one damage to it. All right. Um, it, it falls down, um, but it also has uh, taken all of its clothes off. Um, and so you just tackled a, a fully fire thing. Um, and I'm going to roll. All right. And I need you to take five damage. I'm dead too. Now. All right. <laughs> oh. Um, We're all dying. you're holding an empty, s- I'm holding. an empty sand bucket. I'm holding. I'm holding. 
She predicted this earlier in the episode too. Can we not do- can we not have a TPK in our fourth episode, people? I don't know. It depends on All how right. well you recover from the situation. All right. Um, can I cast cure wounds on? If I cast cure wounds on either of them, can I? Will that help anything? If it brings up their HP from uh, from zero, that'll bring them up into positive, and they'll be up again. Yes. All right. I ca- I go to get Gregory. I cast Cure Wounds. I touch his shoulder. I cast Cure Wounds, which gives me 1d8 plus 2. Cool. Four. That'll give him uh, give him six hit, hit points back. Okay. Um, and then I tell him, grab Evelyn and let's go. Okay. Um, so, uh, Gregory, uh, you get up and uh, you're trying to uh, grab onto Evelyn. Um, next in the order is the tall, uh, the double cloak or the double fire elemental. And this fire elemental walks towards uh, the one that just killed you, Evelyn, um, that's kind of standing at the edge of the stage. And uh, once again, you see this seven foot tall or six foot tall cloaked elemental bend down and kind of make face contact. That's gross. There's a better way to put that. <laughs> Rub. It gives oh, butterfly. Love is love, my dear. It gives oh. butterfly kisses uh, to the shorter fire elemental, and sure enough, the shorter fire elemental gets sucked into this tall fire elemental, which is now fourteen feet tall. This thing is fully as tall as the entire proscenium. Um, takes up the entire uh, stage height. Uh, and next up in the order is Evelyn to do your death save. Okay, so okay. Oh, so roll a d twenty. 10 or more. I got 11. 11. All right. That's two. You're on your way. I whisper in We're Evelyn's the... ear, your bravest one I've ever met. You're so good. Oof. We're ah. uh, back up at the top. Um, Gregory, you've got, you're on one side of Evelyn trying to haul her out. That sounds correct. Uh, with Disarea on the other side, you're running up the aisle. But uh, as you both are running up this aisle, um, a terrible thing happens. Gregory, will you roll a perception check? Okay. Yeah. 20. A 20. Okay. Um, with a 20, you look up and you just dodge out of the way as one of the uh, catwalks above the house just falls entirely on fire and uh, it blocks the aisle that you were heading out. Um, and it's in front of you and the fire elementals behind you. And uh, uh, you are completely encircled in fire. What do you want to do? Uh, can I run away in any way? Is there any conceivable way I can get around this guy? Um, I'll say with a with a twenty perception check, you can see that to your left, um, is one row of uh audience frozen audience members who aren't yet on fire, um, in seats that uh leads to like uh the the far there's a let's say there's there's a, an exit at the end there. Uh, underneath the exit, ironically, it says emergencies only. <laughs> Can I ask for specificity here? Sure. Is the little boy I let in in this aisle? Oh yeah. Everyone, everyone you met, um, you assume um, with your roll of twenty, like everyone's on fire now. Like this place is hot and you can't see anything. It's really bright, but you have no reason to believe that everyone you met who walked into this place is currently on fire, frozen in time. I take a pause and then I try as athletically and as to get to that exit, because honestly. Fuck all those people. Evelyn's in my arms, and I love her like a sister, so I need to get her out. Okay. Um, will you roll um, athletics for me? And Desiria, you're helping, right? You're also trying to pull Evelyn Yes, up? I'm helping okay. you, as best as I can. Let's have you both roll athletics, and I'll, I'll, I'll add it up and see where we're at. 17. 
17 for that? 15. And 15? Okay, that's a pretty good athletics check. Um, so you're you're making your way through this aisle. It's hard because there's people standing in it. So you're kind of like squeezing through and there's three of you and you're trying to like haul Evelyn through this. Ha, um, ha, ha. And uh, just as uh, you get to the door, Disarea, you're next. Um, uh, will you roll a dexterity check? I get an 11. An 11. Doesn't quite do it. Um, So you are maybe two or three seats from this doorway. um, And someone you, uh, some uh, patron there is wearing a really fancy dress um, and your foot catches in it um, and you trip and fall on the ground um, in the middle of this aisle. And I'm going to need you to take one point of damage. Oh, great. Now I'm unconscious. Oh, shit. Oh no! This is not going well. Gregory, um, up next is uh, the fourteen-foot-tall cloaked figure. Great. Your uh, two friends are at your feet. This cloaked figure extends its uh, giant arm, um, and it's going to roll. Oh boy! Well, that's a nat twenty. Yikes! Um, Yikes! <laughs> this is the final episode of Once More with Dragons. Uh, so. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, uh, for listening. (laughs) Um, And uh, this 14-foot-tall figure, um, it... You see its face uh, look up at the flies and it extends both its hands out and out of all of its appendages, just the largest burst of flame starts to issue forth. Um, And uh, this flame uh, also engulfs you and I have to roll a lot of dice. I think it's going to end well, guys. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to need you to take 12 points of damage. I am dead I think we got it Gregory will you roll a perception check yep dead Sorry. ghost perception that's a 16 with a 16 uh, Gregory um, you're this all happens in your perception uh, in slow motion you start to fall down towards your compatriots past these fabulously dressed people who were there to see the opening night of Hello Dragotha who are frozen in time you see them start to catch on fire. And uh, as you fall, the last thing you seem to notice is you hear this emergency exit door open. And what you see are two indescribably wrinkly and old dragonborn feet (gasps) attached to uh, green pants with a gold stripe up the side. You can't hear anything at this point because it's it's pretty darn loud. But you feel two wrinkly, entirely decrepit, a little disgusting hands reach out um, and grab you by the shoulder um, and start to drag you just as you uh, die. Great. <laughs> and... And then, and then, Gregory, you wake up. Oh, (gasps) it's a little blurry at first. Um, You're in, you you can't quite make it out. Um, It's a, it's a candlelit uh, room. It's, it seems pretty cramped. Um, 
you feel not great, um, but you're not on fire, um, which is nice. Um, Bonus. You you, kind of blink a little bit, um, and uh, you turn to your right, um, and you see an armchair. um, And uh, sitting in that armchair, you see Evelyn, also uh, looking pretty bad off, but she's kind of like moving her head around a little bit. And then you uh, also look around a room and uh, kind of slumped up against the wall. Um, you see Disarea. Uh, she's also looking not great. Her eyes are closed, but uh, you can kind of see her breathing a little bit. And standing in the middle of this room is an indescribably old dragonborn woman. And Tankeris is standing there, covered in sweat and looking so exhausted. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.